Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Embodied Nourishment Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of me sitting on my bed and just kind of firing off on whatever random topics come to my mind and going with the flow. Um, I do have one topic that popped into my head this morning that I would like to talk about, and that is the... How do I say this? It's the limitations of science when it comes to studying nutrition. I want to take a little bit of time to talk about how conducting scientific research when it comes to food and nutrition is actually very difficult. And the truth of the matter is that Most of the quote-unquote scientific research that is out there with regards to nutrition and human metabolism is actually quite awful. It's it's pretty bad. (laughs) Um, There's some research out there that's that's good. It's okay, but nutrition, uh, studying nutrition, is just inherently difficult. And the reason for that is because. Well, we require a lot of nutrition every single day. Our bodies are very fluid and they burn a lot of energy very quickly. We require thousands and thousands of calories every single day. And all of our bodies are very unique from one each other. We all have different activity levels. Um, and our bodies are just so different and it is pretty much impossible to adjust for every single factor. There are so many different factors when doing research um, and, and with nutrition, it's very difficult to adjust for, you know, environmental factors Um socioeconomic status, the hardest one to adjust for of all is your your DNA, right? Dif- people's different DNA because, the, the, I mean, that can just open up a hundred million, billion, trillion different things that we don't even, we don't even know what we can't adjust for, right? Um, gender, age, you know, those things are maybe a little bit easier to adjust for, but by and large, Considering the amount of nutrition, the amount of calories, the amount of food, the amount of vitamins and minerals that we need every single day, conducting some kind of hypothesis of like, or or some kind of research on on some kind of hypothesis, let's say you're trying to um, research the effect of dietary cholesterol on your LDL and HDL levels. It's pretty impossible. And for several decades, the research, the quote-unquote research, used to come up with these false, now we know false conclusions, that your dietary cholesterol increases your blood cholesterol levels. We know now that that's not the case. We know now that it's the bigger picture, the overall picture of health that contributes to high cholesterol levels. Because here's the thing, right? So your body needs a lot of cholesterol, actually. 
your body needs about 1,000 milligrams of cholesterol per day. And your body actually needs so much cholesterol that if you don't get enough of it from your diet, your liver can just produce it. That's how much your body needs cholesterol. Every single one of your cells in your body contain cholesterol in the cell membrane. Cholesterol is a hard substance and it gives our body a structure from head to toe. Cholesterol is the thing that makes you you, that makes you a a, a structure in a physical form. If we did not have cholesterol in our cells, we would just be puddles on the floor. We would be puddles of liquid on the floor. That's how much cholesterol your body needs every single day. When cholesterol is being displaced from the cell membrane and into the bloodstream at a rate that is too high, that is what causes high cholesterol levels. But that is a problem that is completely separate from the amount of cholesterol that you're eating. Because in, in somebody who has normal blood cholesterol levels, what their body is doing is their body is successfully excreting any of the excess cholesterol that might be in their bloodstream. If you don't know, um, this is a fun fact, the way that we actually excrete excess cholesterol is we poop it out. So basically... Um, The excess cholesterol gets processed in the liver. The liver puts it into the bile. The bile then shoots out the excess cholesterol into the intestines. Then that travels through the small intestine into the large intestine, and then boom, you poop it out. So if you're on like a cholesterol medication, same thing, right? The cholesterol medication basically just helps your body clean up the excess cholesterol that's going through your bloodstream, brings it back to the liver. Then the liver excretes it through the bile system into the intestines, and then you poop it out in the toilet. When you look in the toilet, your poop, a lot of that is extra cholesterol. Fun facts. But anyway, moving back. Um, if If you have cholesterol building up in your bloodstream, we know now it, it really doesn't have two, it might not even have anything to do at all with the amount of dietary cholesterol in, uh, the amount of cholesterol in your diet, your dietary cholesterol. Um, it's kind of like, you know, like if you drink too much water, your kidneys can just pee it out, you know, and like if your kidneys aren't working right, then like you can't pee it out and then that's a problem, right? It, it's kind of like that. As long as your your liver is doing the thing, the dietary cholesterol isn't really a thing anymore. And that's why, that's why for several decades, we used to believe that it had a contributing factor. Um, and everybody told us not to eat eggs. Don't eat eggs. They're really high in cholesterol. They're bad for you. <laughs> and now we know better. And eggs are like one of the greatest things you can eat. The egg yolk has every single vitamin and mineral on the planet. Well, not on the planet, but every single vitamin and mineral that your body needs except for vitamin C. Fun fact, you can look that up. Egg yolk is so healthy for you. And yeah, it's high in cholesterol, but your body needs cholesterol. Um, so this is just another, ex- it's, it's just an example of how scientific research when it comes to nutrition is very limited and it's really not very good. I don't know, you know, 
it, when you have lobbyists in Congress who are pushing certain agendas, um, the science can very easily find what it's looking to find. And we, we, we see that throughout the history of diet culture and the medical industrial complex and how it's just so embedded into our culture and how, you know, I could go on and on about how diabetes, um, uh, doctors who treat diabetes have contracts and partner up with meal replacement shake companies, right? They're in bed together. They're in bed together. So when a, a, a meal replacement company comes out with some kind of research about how, you know, their meal replacement shakes can help you balance your blood sugar, pump the brakes a little bit on that. Take a step back and, and let yourself consult your body before making a decision like that. And it, that's, I, that's what I kind of want to talk about right now, about how your intuition and your connection to your body is so much, it can be so much more valuable sometimes than any piece of research that you find on Google. And this is why, oh, this is good. Okay, this is precisely why, this is precisely why people, our culture, just is so confused so confused when it comes to food and nutrition and what the best way to eat is and it can and it always feels like it's changing because it, the information is always changing it's always changing based on what the next agenda is being pushed right so it, it's like every time you google something every several years or even every several months it's Oh, the research says this, the research says that, you know, even with keto, right? All of this quote unquote research came out to support that, oh, you know, if you go into ketosis, then your your cells regenerate themselves and it's better for sleep and, and blood sugar and your pancreas and all this stuff. But it's like, eh, not really, because now we know that people's bodies are getting real fucked up from it. Women are, are having fertility struggles who who go on keto during their childbearing years. All this shit now is coming out, right? And this is the history of the quote-unquote science behind um, nutrition research. And, and this is different than like plain, cold, hard nutrition facts like, you know, vitamin C, for example. Um, vitamin C helps to create collagen in your skin, right? So like that's just a nutrition fact, I'm not talking about nutrition facts like that. I'm talking about people coming up with these hypotheses about what the best way to eat is for certain things and then trying to draw conclusions on them. Like a hypothesis would be um, a ketogenic diet is the best cure for diabetes, right? Like that's a hypothesis. And if you're a keto company or you have some kind of skin in the game or a lobbyist is paying you or something, you're going to start creating re quote unquote research that's going to support that hypothesis. But then as time goes on, nature, truth will always present itself. And that's what happens. That's why the world of nutrition is so confusing and chaotic 
and just wild, man, because it's a whole bunch of people trying to gain an understanding, trying to gain some kind of control, trying to sell you some kind of product and trying to come up with proof that X, Y, and Z is the best way to eat. But then over time, Mother Nature presents herself and shows you, no, that's not the best way. And then people set out to look for a different answer. And it's just this constant cycle of, you know, shitty hypotheses, shitty research, shitty articles coming at you through social media and on Google. And you're sitting there like, God damn, why can't I just, why, why don't I know how to eat anymore? <laughs> right? Because all of this, this quote unquote science pulls you away from trusting your body. And, and, and so that's what I kind of want to talk about for a second is that you reconnecting to your body your intuition, listen, intuition, your intuition has an intelligence of its own that cannot be scientifically measured. You know, when you get like a gut feeling about something, like, I don't know, if you're walking on the street and like you're in like a shady kind of neighborhood or something, I don't know, and and somebody's walking by and they look kind of suspicious and you just, whatever, you get that gut feeling like, let me stay away from this person. That's an intelligence. Your intuition is intelligent. It has real information. And that information cannot be quantified in a statistic. And that is something that science in this medical industrial complex that we live in here in in 2022 and you know I'm coming at you from America but you know America the west is trying to industrialize the world and impose its supremacy on the world that's what's missing from this this colonized system is the the value of the intuition and it's it's a form of violence right that's done on purpose the system is systemically violent the system is set up in a way to rip you from that innate intuitive intelligence that you are fucking born with that is your gps your most accurate navigation system for this life Right? Because when you get disconnected from that, guess what? They got you, baby. That's it. They got you, right? They, they, they can just control you with the propaganda and make you fearful and make you feel like you can't trust yourself and you got to rely on them for your health and your diet and your food. And then that's it. You're a lifelong customer to Big Pharma, baby. Right? So, so... You know, let's reel it back a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not saying to just completely discredit, you know, any kind of nutrition information that may come across your way. I'm just saying that when you read something about nutrition or you're considering on implementing a different nutrition strategy into your life, consult that soul inside of you and ask your body, how does that feel for me? 
because that's going to be the truth for you. And that might look different than somebody else's truth. And that's okay. I I just want to, I'm going to talk about myself for a minute because I have such a great example of this for my own body and my own life when it comes to food and nutrition that I just have to share it. So I, of course, uh, am an intuitive eating, conscious eating, um, (laughs) I'm going to call myself a guru. I know I have such a big ego with that right now, but I, I mean, if I do say so myself, I have mastered it. I am very, very in touch with my body and what it needs for nutrition all day, every day. I don't even think about it anymore. I, ju- I completely trust my body to make decisions when it comes to food and, I, and it just goes, it just happens. Now, with that being said, when I reflect, like if I were to do a dietary recall and look backwards on how I eat, I eat so much cholesterol. I eat so much saturated fat. Um, I really don't eat that much fruits and vegetables. And it's so funny because, you know, I'm a registered dietitian, right? Like health and nutrition is my passion. It's my life. But the way that our culture views health and nutrition and food is like, you know, eat five vegetables and four fruits a day and three three servings of dairy and all whole grains and blah, 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 which I'm going to talk about too because that's a whole nother thing. But um, what the quote unquote science says for how you should eat, that doesn't work for my body. And I know it doesn't for a fact. And I'll tell you why. Because I eat, like I said, I eat tons of cholesterol and saturated fat and barely any fruits and vegetables. Sometimes, like on a hot summer day, I can go for a nice, some cold fruit, you know? And sometimes I can go for a nice crispy cold salad, but not very often. In the morning, I eat eggs every single day. I eat a lot of bacon cheeseburgers. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I I just, I do. I, I eat well, well over the daily recommended amount. And you know what? I know that it's right for my body because every time I go to get blood work, my markers are perfectly healthy. My cholesterol is perfect. My triglycerides are perfect. I don't have any vitamin or mineral deficiencies. It's it's perfect. And you know what? Back in the day, back in the day when I was struggling more with disordered eating and I was trying to follow the rules, my markers were out of whack. You know why? Because the things that make your cholesterol high, your blood pressure high, your triglycerides high. I'll tell you what they are. They are smoking cigarettes, not getting enough sleep, being stressed out, um, and like not exercising, right? Not saying that you have to go and, and exercise a whole bunch, but like, you know, not moving your body enough. Um, And it was the disordered eating and trying to follow the rules of the game and trying to be perfect at, you know, eating according to the the dietary guidelines that was so stressful and so inappropriate for my body that my blood markers were out of whack. I remember one time I went to the endocrinologist and she was like, you're like borderline pre-diabetic. Just just be careful. Just just watch your carb intake. Oh, God, worst advice ever. But that's fine. We, We don't have to go into that. My point is just being... 
when I stopped that nonsense and started listening to my body and all of the stress about it went away, that's when I started to get healthier. <laughs> and I want everybody to understand something too. If you have a, okay, if your blood work from the doctor um, is good, like if, you're, if your cholesterol levels are good, your triglyceride levels are good, and you eat a, like a diet that's high in saturated fat and, and cholesterol or whatever, as long as your blood work is showing that, um, that you don't have any markers that are um, abnormal, you're fine. I, I think... I think something that I see a lot is that um, I think people think that like food and nutrition can be like the boogeyman. It's like, (laughs) like, you know, your cholesterol levels are fine. Your triglyceride levels are fine. Your, your um, blood sugar control is fine. But like people are afraid that like if they eat like a bacon cheeseburger and drink like a Coca-Cola that like diabetes and high cholesterol is just going to like jump out from under the covers and be like, boo, now you have diabetes and high cholesterol, right? Like it's, the, it's not the boogeyman, but it doesn't happen like that. That's not how your physiology works. That's not how it works. There's no boogeyman that's going to come out of nowhere because you ate bacon cheeseburgers your whole life and it's going to be like, boo, now you're unhealthy. No, 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 no. You know, if you're going to the, if you're getting blood work and your markers are good, your markers are good. There's no boogeyman. You know, you're not, you're not going to drink a Gatorade and then some monster is going to come out of your bed and be like, boom, now I curse you with diabetes because you had a Gatorade. No, it's not how it works. Nutrition related complications develop over several years and oftentimes several decades And that's something that you would be able to catch and notice and keep track of as you get your annual blood work or biannual blood work, however often you go. Um, So that's that. (laughs) So if if anything, I I hope that um, that takes away any kind of fear that you might have around certain foods. Um, But I kind of want to pivot for a second and and talk a little bit about the dietary guidelines and you know specifically the USDA dietary guidelines and how uh, the entire medical industrial complex the diet industrial complex our culture has touted the USD the USDA guidelines as being rooted in some kind of science there's some kind of healthy eating listen The USDA is a government um, entity and anything in this government, my friends, is controlled by the money. So um, like dairy, right? The dairy industry, big dollars, big dollar signs. And I'm not saying dairy is unhealthy. Dairy is great. Dairy, milk, cheese, yogurt, jam-packed with wonderful vitamins and minerals. And um, I personally eat a lot of dairy. I love it, right? I'm just saying the big put... Remember the 90s? All those milk commercials? Like it was was like a little freaking ridiculous, right? But 
we we were all under the impression that like milk was like, like if we didn't drink milk, we our bones would just turn into fairy dust and, and, you know, we would just be breaking our bones all the time and we needed milk. Otherwise, you know, we would just have the weakest bones ever. You know, the marketing is pretty powerful. And and that's because there's a lot of big dollar signs behind that. And when there's a lot of big dollar signs behind it, you can buy politicians and then those guidelines get embedded into the recommendations that are then pushed throughout school systems, workplaces, hospitals, even the Dietary Association of Dietitians right? The, those those dietitians over there, over at the USDA, they are bought. They are bought and sold. And, um, you know, I'm not going to reveal any identities. However, um, I do personally know of several dietitians who work in and for the USDA in Washington, D.C., who disagree, disagree with the USDA dietary guidelines, but their hands are tied because it's not up to them. It's actually not up to the professionals. It's up to the dollar signs. Go figure, huh? So let's talk about the dietary guidelines, eh? Um, dietary guidelines. What are they? Well, whole grains, <laughs> fruits and vegetables, uh, limit red meat as much as possible. Just eat lean meats like grilled chicken and fish. Uh, don't have any fats or sugars. I mean, goddamn. You know what this is? This is not science. This is not science. There's no fucking science to support this. Give me a fucking break, dude. You know what this is? <laughs> this is going to sound like such a hard pivot, but there's no other way to do it. This is what we call racism. This is racism. Dairy, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, almost never red meat, just fish, just chicken, no sugar, no fat. I don't know. That sounds kind of racist to me. I mean, where's the dolmades? Where's the moussaka? Where's the sushi? Where's the satay? Where's the ramen? Where's the tandoori? Where's the masala? Where's the collard greens with ham hocks? Where's the fried plantains, the arepas, the empanadas? Where'd they go? (sighs) Washed out. Washed away. No room for any of that in the science. This is systemic racism. The USDA dietary guidelines just wipes out culture. It wipes out everybody's culture. That's what the science is in this country. Oh, God, it makes me so mad. But... Sorry, I'm, I'm pausing because it just, it pisses me off so much when I think about it. And it just, 
you know, these big campaigns of, of trust the science. And it's like, dude, come on. Look at how violent this system is. Look at how violent it is. Only eat dairy and fruits and vegetables and whole grains and, and no red meat and chicken. No fat, no sugar. Bro, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? That's nothing. It's washed away. It strips people of their culture. It is violent. This is violent racism. People who come here or, or just this agenda that's being imposed on the world, right? People from all cultures... Look at the sci- the science coming out of the West. And they, oh my God, my, my food is not healthy. My food is not good. I shouldn't be eating this. Disconnects them from their intuition. Disconnects them from their body. Disconnects them from their culture. And now dependent on a violent, oppressive, racist system. And this this one is a little bit more insidious, right? Because it's not it's not in a way that's coming at you with guns or swords or or with physical outright violence. It's like it's like a violence of the mind. It's a violence towards your fucking soul. It's a violence towards your intuition. A violence towards your intuition. And your intuition is the one that actually has all the answers for your health and wellness. And like, oh God, I said I wasn't going to go here, but whatever, I'll go here. Listen, what I'm about to say is not, it is neither for vaccination, nor is it against vaccination. It is neither nor. I'm just going to say Can you really blame people for being a little fucking skeptical? I mean, can you? Look at the systems, man. And and listen, let's say, because some, listen, it's not black and white, right? Nothing is black and white in this world. There is definitely some science out there that does show some truth. Absolutely. And let's say it is the truth that the vaccines 100% work and that everybody should 100% get them. That's, that's irrelevant to the point that I'm making here right now. Is that, can you really blame people for being a little fucking skeptical? I mean, look at who's in charge, man. It is a compounded, systemically racist, misogynistic, oppressive, colonizing system that has a really long history of being pretty fucking shady. Big Pharma has killed a lot of people. I mean, they prescribe opioids like candy. Right? So anyway, my point, my point just being, um, Oh, I said I wasn't going to go there. Whatever, it's recorded. I'm not I'm 30 minutes in. I'm not doing this over. <laughs> My point just being um when you're listening to science, when you are making decisions over your body and your family, 
the the brightest shining light and truth that's going to work for you in your life, in your body, in your family is that little intuition, not little, that big intuition, that big soul inside of you. Take it. Consider it. Listen. Listen to what it's trying to say. You know, if you eating just whole grains, super low fat, no sugar, um, no red meat, no, um, you know, just grilled chicken and veggies and fruits and some dairy here and there, some yogurt, and you're not feeling so hot on it, you're not feeling so great, you feel like you can maybe feel a lot better, it's probably not healthy for you. It's probably a healthier way for you to eat. And that's a beautiful journey to, to begin on. Um, yeah, I think I, I'll leave that there. I think I will leave you with that. Um, if nothing else from this, if you want to, you know, come at me and, and go be like, Melissa's anti-vax. I am not anti-vax. I have so many fucking vaccines in my body, bro. Don't even come at me like that. It's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying the world is not black and white. People have so many different experiences coming into these conversations, regardless of what the conversation is. Food, medical decisions, bodies, anything. And it's not that simple. It's just not that simple. And um, don't... What I'm trying to say is don't squish that beautiful nuance inside of you. You are nuanced. You have beautiful nuances in your reality, in your health, in your body. You have beautiful nuances in your nutrition needs. Don't fit yourself into a black or white box. There's many colors. There's many colors. Um, trust that. It's beautiful. I love it. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to leave you guys with that. Um, uh, as always down below, I'm going to put the link to work with me in the show notes. And if you don't already follow me, you can follow me over on Instagram at embodied.nourishment. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.